Recorded live on DementiaRadio.org, it's the Funny Music Podcast. Brought to you by TheFunk.com, where you can download new free comedy songs twice a week. Now, here's your hosts, Devo Spice and the great Luke Ski. Hey, Devo Spice. Hey, Luke Ski. We have pre-recorded Steve Goody. We do have pre-recorded Steve Goody because Steve Goody posted another song and Steve Goody's doing his other stupid show tonight. So he can't do this stupid show. Um, I did send the link to Adam Baum. I don't think he's going to be able to join us. He's dealing with a sick relative at the moment, so he's probably busy dealing with more important things. Um so, welcome to episode 598 of the Funny Music Podcast for December 2nd, 2021. That's the wrong title. It should be Suffering Strong Marketing. Oh, no, Anything for Marketing. That is the right title, because I did change it. So, let me put the correct title in the chat, because I put the wrong one in the chat. Anything for Marketing. See, what happened is my uh, random word generator apparently has a limited number of words in it. Because as uh-huh. I was going through it, I was like, wait, we have, these words have come up a lot recently. So I need to find a new random word generator. So uh, let's do this. Okay. Let's get caught up with what Devo and Luke have been up to since last week. Or else Devo, if Luke failed and didn't show up. Hey, what? Oh, he's right. So Luke, what you been up to? Not a goddamn thing. Um, <laughs> well, you missed last week's show. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, basically, uh, so the last time I was on would be what the episode from the 18th. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So was that the anyway, one recorded uh, for right before Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. I, so yeah, because I saw Ghostbusters afterlife. I did um, too. Awesome. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything or else I talk about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the night of Sunday, the 21st, uh, on my way home from work, a it was nighttime with bumper-to-bumper traffic on the 101 uh, due to an accident on the right side of the freeway that police were helping with with their little whirly lights. So I, uh, a vehicle in front of me uh, came to a stop on the highway, and I came to a stop, and I immediately looked in my rearview mirror, and saw the headlights behind me were coming way too fast. So I braced for impact, and the guy rear-ended me, making it the second time in 2021 an old man has rear-ended me on the 101 <laughs> at about the same place. So um, That sucks. Yeah, so I got out of my vehicle. The guy got out of his vehicle, and, you know, we were both okay. Uh, and he, the guy almost immediately said, by the way, this guy was 91 years old. Mm. <laughs> so, um, uh, he, he, he almost immediately said to me like, oh, I was, you know, distracted looking at the police on over there. And that's why I didn't notice that I hit you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I wish I would have been recording that. Um, so the, one of the other police that was helping, uh, with the other side of the highway actually witnessed the accident happen and like got all of the other lanes of traffic to stop and yelled at us to uh well you know he wasn't mad he was just yeah being loud uh to drive our cars to the other side of the highway on the right side where there was an actual you know embankment we could pull on so that the rest of the traffic could continue so that's what we did 
And after they got done dealing with the one accident, they came over and talked to us and uh, um, basically, uh, you know, I, I exchanged information with the guy. The policeman had to help him because he could barely write like legibly, like he wrote down his phone number and I, I couldn't make out what all the numbers were. So the policeman helped with that. And, um, and you know, the guy said that we could just, you know, handle this without having, without filing a police report. I asked about filing a police report and, you know, the, the policeman, uh, I forgot exactly what he said, but he, you know, basically made it seem like it wasn't, you know, really a necessary thing, you know, with the situation and I'm like, you know, Oh, okay. So, you know, and the guy gave me his number and I had all his, in, his info. So I got home. I immediately filed on my insurance through all state so they could get the thing rolling. And, uh, you know, the next day I, uh, I called up the last place I took my car to, um, through all states, which turns out, fortunately they were also, they also work with AAA, which is that guy's insurance. And, uh, um, made an appointment to drop it off on the morning of the 23rd, like right when they open at seven 30. So as soon as I got done doing that, I tried to contact AAA to get a hold of somebody. And I found out that the claim had already been assigned to a person. And I asked, uh, I gave them the info about the garage. And I said, is that person going to get a hold of me? And they're like, yeah, they should get a, She should call you back by the end of the day. And she didn't call me back. And the next day, which was Wednesday, I tried calling her, uh, left a message, got no response. Then it was Thanksgiving. And then Friday came and I went to try to call the woman again. And apparently she and all of her people above her uh, were all given, you know, the weekend off. <laughs> so it was a four day weekend for them. So I basically was stuck without being able to get like, you know, a loaner rental vehicle from AAA um, because, you know, they're the, it's their insurance company that would need to take care of it. Um, That's bullshit. Somebody should have been covering for them. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, like there was somebody there who could answer, who was answering the phones and stuff, but like the the guy didn't have any power to do anything. <laughs> you know, he even like looked to see if like her, you know, supervisors were available or whatever. But blah. So then, you know, this past Monday comes and um, I spent a bunch of time. It's like, okay, it's Monday. It's you know, everyone's back, and I just made a bunch of calls and. Uh, the woman from AAA called me back while I was talking to my other insurance agent, and I didn't notice that she was trying to call, and she left me a voicemail saying that the other guy was, like, contesting his liability. <sighs> you know, it's like, you're, you you rear-ended me on the 101 at night. <laughs> it's, it's like, uh. so my, my insurance agent uh, guided me through... Uh, like, I basically, like, wrote some things up and emailed her, and we talked on the phone to figure out the right thing to say. And I emailed the woman at AAA a, uh, my statement about what happened in the, you know, the rear-ending accident and and also some things after it, basically saying, I need to get uh, a long-term loaner vehicle, because if I can get a rental vehicle that I'm going to have for at least three weeks, which is definitely the situation here, then I can use it for work. So... That's great. So this, you know, so basically, I missed out on working during Thanksgiving week, the most important delivery weekend of the year, probably, uh, you know, because of this guy. So I lost at least like a thousand dollars in wages, mm -hmm. you know, and and tips and stuff. So I basically said, I need a rental vehicle 
you know, as soon as humanly possible. And I also need to get reimbursed for my missing wages for, you know, last week and, you know, all the other days slash weeks to come that I'm missing work because I don't have a rental vehicle, you know, et cetera. So I got all that sent off on like Monday and, you know, now here it is Thursday. And as far as I can tell, you know, nothing else has really moved forward on anything. I tried calling my insurance agent earlier to see if she heard anything back and I left a message and she didn't get me get back to me. I did call the uh, garage. And they said, uh, they said that, um, since this guy, you know, this guy hit me a lot harder than the last guy did that, that screwed up my bumper that got replaced. And now this bumper has been, you know, destroyed. Uh, he said like, there's, you know, structural damage to the rear end of the vehicle. Yeah. Um, so basically like at the, the estimate, the, the estimate they had sent off, uh, said that they were estimating about $5,500 worth of work to fix it. Yeah. It sounds about and, right. That's about what mine was. And just because I was curious, I looked up on Kelly blue book to see, what my vehicle's currently worth, you know, or what it was worth at the time of the accident. And, you know, it was basically between like mid 4,000s and mid 6,000s. So 5,500 is, you know, roughly right about what the vehicle's worth, you know, altogether. So having had twice before in my life, I've had a situation where somebody hit my car and the damage seemed relatively minor. And then the insurance company said, oh, it's a total loss. So I'm wondering if that's going to happen again. I'm really hoping it doesn't because... I got that vehicle new at the beginning of 2015. It's a 2014 vehicle, uh, but, you know, it had been sitting on the lot being used as a loaner vehicle. So it was, you know, still technically new. It's got less than 85,000 miles on it. Or excuse me. It's got, it's got less than 90,000 miles on it. I know it's got at least 85,000 miles on it. Um, And, you know, the vehicle is paid off. And I, right now in my life, I can't afford to go back to having a, a, a monthly car payment. So it's like them giving me like a pile of money to say like, oh, well, here's money for a down payment on your next vehicle. It's like, yeah, but I can't afford a new vehicle. I was hoping to live off of this vehicle long enough to me get uh, for, to me getting to that next better job like I used to have at Cartoon Network and then maybe consider getting another vehicle, you know, later on in my life. I didn't want to deal with this right now. So, so I really want them to fix the vehicle. And the guy there said, like, if they got approved right away, the earliest they'd have it done would be like the end of December. So I need to get that, you know, long-term rental vehicle right away and stuff so so that hopefully, you know, I'm not completely financially screwed over, you know, for the, for the, you know, coming month or two or more. If they keep giving you the runaround, you may have to call a lawyer, unfortunately. But um, my my boss at work already uh, gave me the number of a lawyer uh, that I could get a hold of. Okay. Basically, if I don't hear, I'm going to try to get a hold of like my insurance agent tomorrow and just see what if she's heard anything. And if she hasn't, ask her if she thinks I should, you know, try to contact, uh, um, you know, this this I uh, the the woman at AAA myself, and you know, or should I just skip straight to talking to the lawyer and getting stuff done? Because it's like. I'm so, I don't know. This is, this is, we're on the funny music podcast. I probably have (laughs) already gone farther than I should with all of this. Um, So anyway, other things I did besides waiting for my life to continue is um, I went to see the movie Encanto, uh, the Walt Disney 
uh, uh, animation studios feature film uh, that is a musical with the music being by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And it is excellent and fun and wonderful. And I recommend people see it. It is, it is great, super fun. Um, and yeah, I also uh, decided to put my one big animatic project on hold because it's my, I'm feeling better about working about it now, working on it now. But it, I also realized that that project's a long-term project, and what I need is a short-term animatic things, multiple short-term animatic things for me to work on and get posted to my um, my my portfolio page so that people can see current things that I've done and show my current skill level. So. Um, so, uh, uh, put that thing aside. I found some other silly audio and I'm going to be making some really stupid animatics with those. In fact, I'm working on one right now. I started the other day and, um, you know, so basically it's like, fine, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be screwed over into being spending all this time at home, I'm going to try to get as much stuff done as I can. That's, you know, all the things that bug me that I'm not working on this stuff because I'm out driving around delivering things. It's like, all right, well, I'm going to try to work on those things. And stay focused and stay positive and, and not let reality get me down. So, so that's what I've been up to. What have you been up to Mr. Spice? Well, I also went to go see Ghostbusters. That was kind of awesome. Um, yeah. And, uh, this afternoon I actually went to go see, um, resident evil. Welcome to raccoon city or something. Raccoon city. I yeah. Um, and I, I went into this blind. I'd never even seen the trailers for it. It was like it showed up on the list of movies playing at the theater. And I was like, I didn't know there was a new Resident Evil movie and Mila Jovovich isn't in it. And I'm like, sure, why not? I'll go see it. It was actually really good. I think it's one of the best Resident Evil movies. Um, they actually made an attempt to be scary with it and, and did a pretty good cool. job. You know, there's there, there's one scene that. Um, where it's you know it's pitch black. They're in the mansion and they're just firing their guns like crazy at all the zombies coming at them. But because it's pitch black, every time they fire the gun, it lights up the face of a zombie. So it's got kind of this like weeping angel effect of the you know the zombies just frozen in time, getting closer. It was really cool. <laughs> um, uh, Tuesday night I had my last uh, film class from the from that session of of the film class that we're doing. Um, I talk about it on on the first segment of the Insider, which isn't going to go live until you know the end of the month. But um, so the the short film that we we shot is is now up on uh, the New Jersey Film School's website. Uh, if you want to take a look at that, um, it's just njfilmschool.com. Just look at under films under adults. It should it should be right on the homepage. Um, and uh, this Saturday is the the one day workshop that I'm going to, which is called Blood Guts and Guns. Unfortunately, hmm. it's not called Blood Guts and Boobs, but I figured <laughs> if I took this class, I'd get two thirds of the way there. So, <laughs> um, I got my booster shot last night, so Yay. maybe I can finally get some good five G coverage around here. <laughs> um, and <laughs> the only other thing that happened, I I need to rant a little bit, um. So I have my accounting software and every month I send, you know, I do the, the accounting and I pay the fump artists and I send out emails to all the fump artists telling them what songs, you know, sold and streamed for how much money and blah, blah, blah. And a while ago, people were starting to report that this emails were going into spam. And I was like, OK, fine. How do I combat this problem? And I found a library that allows you to authenticate your script with your Gmail account so that Gmail knows that this is actually a real person and not a spammer. And 
it connects to your Gmail account and then it sends the email. And that worked once. And then the following month, Gmail turned on this obscure setting that says something like, don't allow less secure apps to connect or something like that. And apparently my script is considered a less secure app and there's no information anywhere about how to allow how to make my script a more secure app so that it doesn't get hit by this filter. So Gmail turned on this filter and didn't tell me. And it allowed the reports to me to go through, but nobody else was getting them. So it, and it took me months to figure out why nobody else was getting these reports. So yesterday I, I, I went through all the, I, I Googled and I, you know, I found the setting and I fixed it and I wrote a script. I wrote a new feature on the page where I can go to an individual artist page and, and, you know, select a report and email it to that artist so that if anybody doesn't get it, I can just, you know, generate it and email it automatically. And that script works great. So then I thought, well, this original script should work if I just loop through the, you know, all the emails. And I started doing that, and it got to one invalid email address and crapped out. But it, it got like 12 of them sent out. So I was like, all right, fine. Let mm -hmm. me fix that one email address, and I'll, I'll send them again and apologize to those 12 people. They're going to get two copies. So it starts again, gets up to like 25, and then just shuts off. And it, you know, it, it refused to authenticate anymore after that. So I was like, all right. So what I'm going to have to do for next month is just create a new page on the site with, you know, a, like a button for each person's account and just go send report, went, send report, went, send report. And, and that's how I'm going to have to do it from now on. Um, it's really frustrating. So if anyone has any suggestions, any any programmers out there, you know, if, any suggestions, I, I am all ears. You just need to get like, you know, like Homer Simpson had that that bird. Just a... Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> I, I can get one of those. They still sell those things. <laughs> All right. So let's get into our first song of the week. Uh, I'm doing the uh, the Steve Goody song and interview first, uh, just to give Adam some time to join us if he's available. He probably won't be able to join us, but I figured I'd give him some time. So here is Mendel the Reindeer by Steve Goody. And now the world's only... Jewish reindeer song. So you think you've heard them all. Every Christmas song, every Yuletide carol that has ever come along, that's not quite true. We present one more to you. Mendel the reindeer reported for work on the 24th night of December. Mendel had come all the way from New York, clutching an overnight letter, saying Dasher was sick and a desperate Saint Nick needed somebody healthy instead. But Santa didn't hire Mendel, he took a reindeer named Fred. Mendel, 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 Mendel. <laughs> Mendel, 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 Mendel. What do you know about Christmas anyway? 
Mendel said, Santa Claus, why'd you reject me so blatantly, anti-sympathetically? But Santa said, Mendel, that's simply not true. Just look around here, we're all Jewish too. You know Herschel and Harry and Larry and Tavia. Lenny and Izzy and Yankel and Edna. Jewish reindeer, one and all, each one of them is. They just changed their Hebrew names to make it in showbiz. Even Rudolph? Well, he's ho, 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 Hindu. Mendela, Mendela, would you please believe? Who else would want to work for me every Christmas Eve? Ho, 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 Mendel, Mendel, would you be mortified? If I said you're overqualified, maybe you'd be better suited for a desk job. Ho, ho, ho. What do you say? <laughs> okay. Mendel the reindeer reported for work on the 26th day of December. December. Sorting complaints from the bad boys and girls who got socks instead of Nintendo. And Dasher got well and Fred went back to Jersey to his job at the Agnostic Petting Zoo. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so what do we know about Christmas anyway? It's Jews pulling the sleigh. Except for Rudolph. Ho ho, he's from Bombay. And oh, by the way, the Easter Bunny's got an alternate lifestyle. Ho, 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 ho. I'm here with Steve Goody. How are you doing, Steve? Oh, hi. How's everything? <laughs> Just joining us from a meeting across the hall, right? Or something. Yeah, over there. Who is once again pre-recorded because once again he's doing his stupid show with Brad <laughs> on Thursday nights. You I know, can only do can only do one stupid show at a time. Right, right. And his stupid show takes precedence over our stupid show. So, so tell us about your stupid song. Okay, the stupid song is actually over twenty years old, but this incarnation of it is is relatively new. Uh, my friend Jacob Cantor and I, we used to be known as the Two Jew Review back in 1998, 99, 2000. And this is one of the songs we came up with, both for the two Jew review and for a later incarnation called the Nudniks, all about the world's only Jewish reindeer. And then I love the name the Nudniks. That's great. <laughs> the name in it. Sadly, none of these groups lasted, but um, we, we've uh, brought it back to life, me and Brad, and it's on our album, A Kvetchmas Carol, taking the joyousness of Christmas and the fetching of Jewishness, slamming them together. So it's it's Mendel, the Jewish reindeer. So was was Jacob involved in this version of the song at all? He was not. He wasn't. Um, he certainly he gave his thumbs up to it, mm -hmm. but he is busy with other things. He and his wife are do a French music act that they do uh, all over L.A. and all over the world. As a matter of fact, sometimes you can follow them when there's not a pandemic going right. on. They're much yeah. more busy. Uh, so yeah, they've got other yeah. stuff to do. <laughs> so so what's it like being a Jewish reindeer? Oh, it's fantastic. I imagine. Well, you know, we didn't even really get into that. What's that like? <laughs> Because, you know, they bullied Rudolph pretty bad. I wonder what they did to poor Mendel. Yeah. Man, it never really comes up because he doesn't take that. Well, if you listen to the song, he doesn't actually work with the other reindeer. I, I presume he works with elves um, sorting the complaints after the holiday. Of course. Yeah. I think I think Santa spared him that angst. 
<laughs> I haven't really thought about it this hard. I, I actually heard Rudolph on the radio the other day because we have our, our station that went full Christmas on November 8th. And and I lost Whamageddon on November 8th. I know it doesn't start till December 1st, <laughs> but I find it amusing that I, I hadn't lost heard of that until today. I'd never even heard of that till today. <laughs> and I've never heard the Wham song ever. Really? Really? I think oh, I'm winning this game. You are a lucky, lucky man. Um, <laughs> I hear the Paul McCartney thing constantly. You, you get to drink from the fire hose. Um, but yeah, I forgot where I was going. Oh, yeah. Rudolph. I, I heard the, the a version with a second verse. And I was like, there's a second verse to Rudolph. And I don't remember what it said, but it was something weird. So I want to look it up now. But that was a long distraction with no payoff whatsoever. So I apologize. Oh, it fits right in. <laughs> If you keep doing that, we'll have to put you on our show. Oh, okay. I I, I may take you up on that. Um, <laughs> there was one name. I love the Jewish names you you put in in this song. Let me find the one that I could just I, recite him and you tell I me. Kind of went, huh? I, I want to say it was Yankel. Mm -hmm. That's a name. It is. Uh, I believe it's a uh, Polish descent, if I'm not mistaken. But they, that actually is a name. Interesting. Because I thought I had heard all the all the Jewish names from uh, the Alan Sherman song, uh, Shake Hands with Your Uncle Max. But <laughs> well, he covered a lot of ground, but there was more ground to cover than. He yeah. Had and I, I looked up the lyrics of that song, like I'm going to go through them. And it turns out that most of the part that I was thinking in my head is all last names. Gotcha. It's meet Merrow, it's Barrow, it's Handelman, Shandelman, it's Berber and Gerber and Steiner and Stone, you know, and it goes on. <laughs> a classic. I love that song. I'm, I'm not even Jewish. I loved that song since I was a kid and I didn't get half of it. But <laughs> I find a lot of humor I didn't get. I just I rediscover later on after yeah. you've forgotten about it. But if you revisit it, like um, I've been watching some mash reruns with my mom over Zoom mm -hmm. and there's some none, there's nothing particularly scatological in mash. This is the 1970s. They were they're pretty cautious. But then, man, watching some of this like, oh, man, I didn't know that's what they were talking about. That Hawkeye's a perv. Yeah. It's funny when that happens, and I want to go back. I'm planning to go back and watch History of the World Part 1 now that History of the World Part 2 is actually in production, and I, I haven't seen that movie in years. Now, I watched it enough when I was a kid that I can probably recite most of it, but I know there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff that I just did not get when I was a kid. Yep. And funny I, thing, <laughs> I was visiting with my sister and her eight-year-old son, my nephew, over Thanksgiving. And he's in the he's at the you know eight year old mode where just everything's burps and farts, burps yep. and farts. That's his favorite thing. And I said, "There's a movie called Blazing Saddles that you can't watch, but we could watch that one scene. <laughs> that one scene, yeah. <laughs> and then we forgot about it. So I gotta I gotta find that one scene and send yeah, it. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that's on YouTube. You can watch that. <laughs> I, I was I thought it was so weird when Blazing Saddles came on television when I was a kid. They they never censored the N word, but they censored the fart scene. I was like, okay, wow. okay, I didn't know that happened. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. What's the old meme? Uh, Blazing Saddles is on network TV tonight from 8 o'clock till 8.07. <laughs> there was, um, God, remember when Mad TV was good? Uh, <laughs> there was a um, early Mad TV sketch when they announced that um, The Sopranos was going to be airing on TNT. And they they showed an episode of The Sopranos. And it was like, mother, mother. But, and it was just cut, 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 cut. And then there's a dead body on the mother. Your butt cut, cut. It was hysterical. <laughs> More work to bleep those shows than it was to make those shows. Yeah. <laughs> that has nothing to do with Jewish reindeer. Nothing. We we went pretty far away. Yeah. So how's the how's the show with Brad going? 
going good. This will be our 82nd episode. Wow. Nice. We took a week off for Thanksgiving. Uh, we've got a very exciting show this week. Our, our special guest, our, um, we have a musical guest each week. Uh, it's a Perry Barton, who's a friend of mine who does improvisational songwriting. We used to be in a, a thing called uh, Off the Hook, where we had, it was kind of like um, Whose Line Is It Anyway, but with guitars. And we'd play mm-hmm. different games and stuff. And he's just brilliant at it. You give him three suggestions to choose from, he almost always does all three. You know, oh. ones, and it's just, it's fabulous. He's fantastic. And our special guest is a comedian named Denise uh, Medina, who I haven't seen yet. She's a friend of our friend Patty Vasquez, who's a regular on our show. And if Patty likes Denise... We're gonna like Denise, so I'm excited to hear see and hear someone I've never heard before. Awesome, be really yeah. I, I I tune in when I can. I, I was able to join you last week or the week before uh, because the Fumpcast ended early, and I was like, "Oh, they're still on!" So I I switched over and caught the end of the That's show. Cool. It was a fun show. Cool. Thanks, and they're all available. But you can watch them all. I think if you just Google the Virtual Comedy Show, mm-hmm. I think they're all on YouTube or most of them anyway. So oh. hey, don't watch the first ten. We really didn't, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really get it get its footing until episode forty two. <laughs> that's right. We're so that's professional. A, that's a Ghostbusters reference. Um, <laughs> I'm right. ashamed to say that it took me a second to realize that that was a Ghostbusters reference. <laughs> all right, so I, I got nothing else for you. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, just stevegoody.com for all of your Steve Goody needs. And if you're in the, if you're in the Nashville area on a Sunday, I'm at the Bluebird. Every Sunday at 8. If you want to come the Monday before, go to bluebirdcafe.com at 8 a.m. That's when you get tickets. Even though the tickets are free, you got to get them online, and they sell out like that because the place is tiny. So that's bluebirdcafe.com on a Monday morning to see me the following Sunday at 8 p.m. All right. Someday I'll make it down there, too. That'd be great. I I have family in Tennessee. Do you? I do. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, cousins. Naturally, <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let all the jokes go by. Yep. All right, man. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks. Tired of those same old Christmas songs you hear every 15 minutes on the radio? Well, if you're looking for something completely different, then why not enjoy the more wackier side of Christmas music? It's our annual Wackiness on the Rise Christmas Cheer, where for three weeks, it's three days of some of the funniest Christmas songs and parodies that'll bring joy to your holiday season, especially during times like now. Three Yuletide shows, three hours of Yuletide hilarity. The holiday laughter begins Friday, December 10th, to Christmas Eve on madmusic.com, which by some Christmas miracle will hopefully be fixed, and archive.org. Tis the season to be wacky. Time for funny music news. Something, something, something. In the news, Drew Jacobs' Kickstarter was fully funded. Uh, like right at the last minute, I believe uh, he reached his goal of six hundred dollars, and I have already received my CD. I was going to bring it down wow. to show it to you, and it's upstairs. I forgot it. Uh, but congratulations, Drew. Uh, Bonnie Gordon's Kickstarter is up to $18,797. Her next stretch goal is like $27 million or something. I don't know. She's going to go to the moon and record something. Um, she has it's, eight days to go. Yeah, she's uh, one of the songs on the album is going to be a cover of the song Jessica Rabbit sings in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Why Don't You Do Right? So the the $20,000 stretch goal was for 
another one of the songs getting a music video, but he's, but she said if she hits 24,000, she'll make a video for that song too, which basically implies that she'd be cosplaying as Jessica rabbit for this video. <laughs> so uh, I left a comment, uh, saying like, watch, she's going to make it if like, uh, you know, a, a new reward level, if somebody donates $5,700, you get to play Eddie Valiant in the music video. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I'm sure somebody would take him up on that. Yeah, but the most recent stretch goal she passed was adding a, uh, having a song on the album with a special uh, co-vocalist, which would be Greg Griffin of uh, voice acting, Mighty Magisword, Scooby-Doo, uh, uh, tons of other things fame. So, yeah. If you're watching a cartoon, Greg Griffin is in it. Basically, right. that's the rule. <laughs> uh, and Jeff Whitmire's Kickstarter is up to $2,241. He is roughly halfway to his $5,000 goal. He has 10 days to go. Uh, I am fairly confident he will make it, although it might be you know one of those rushes at the end type thing. Uh, but I do think he'll make it. So if you haven't uh, already gotten into Jeff's Kickstarter, go to kickstarter.com. Look for Stabby Road. All right, you got anything before tour dates? Um, <laughs> the world's least <laughs> the world's least guarded secret, <laughs> apparently. Uh, tomorrow, Weird Al will be announcing tour dates for his forthcoming tour. Ah, cool. <laughs> it's, he posted a picture on Twitter saying, "I've heard this wild rumor that I'll be announcing." <laughs> A new, a big North America tour tomorrow. I wonder if it's true. And the picture is of him in front of Carnegie Hall. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, that's about it. All right. Tour dates. On Sundays in Nashville, Tennessee, Steve Goody hosting at the Bluebird. On Tuesdays online, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. On Thursdays online, Steve Goody and Brad Tassel. On the 4th in Winthrop Harbor, Illinois, The First Rule. On the 5th, online, The Consortium of Genius. On the 10th in Oakland, California, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. On the 10th, online, Carla Ulbrich. And the weekend of the 15th through the 19th in Washington, D.C. is Worldcon with Devo Spice, Carla Ulbrich, Tom Smith, Kenny Young and the Eggplants, and the Gothsicles. Although, I need to confirm with Carla uh, because I didn't see her on the schedule when I looked at the schedule. Um, but so let me confirm that she's going to be there, but otherwise it's going to be a good weekend. Uh, Tom Smith will be appearing virtually. Everyone else will be in person. Well, of course, Tom Smith will be there virtually. I mean, he'd do anything for marketing, right? God damn it. I got to switch scenes again. Cause I, <laughs> and just for that, we got to listen to this thing again. So. Time for funny music news. <laughs> you know what? I can shut it off. All right. <laughs> All right, birthdays. Uh, today is Mikey Mason's birthday, so happy birthday, Mikey. Yay. Mikey. And coming up on the 5th, Robert McFarland of, um, oh, crap. They did, the Queen, they did the Queen's Gambit song. Crap. I'm blanking on, on what band they're from. Uh, I need to look it up now because that's pissing me off. Birthdays, birthdays. Nurse Ratched. Nurse Ratched. Okay. Ah. Um, all right. All right. I lost all my tabs. All right. And uh, coming up on the 6th, Lauren Mayer. So happy birthday, folks. All right. Second song this week is the return of Adam Baum. Haven't heard from him in a while, so it was nice to get a song by him up there. 
Here is Shiny Tinfoil Hat. The whole COVID hoax was just a way to coax a mass vaccination campaign whose primary goal was to get Bill Gates control to plant the microchip into your brain. She said that didn't phase her till that Jewish face laser started beaming signals to her head. Now she's acting crazy, she wants to eat a baby, pledged her soul to Satan as they fled. One thing can save us, won't let them enslave us, a shiny tin foil hat. Blocking every signal, a fancy metal wig, no, a shiny tin foil hat. A shiny tin foil hat. You need a shiny tin foil hat. And if someone asks you what is that, you say a shiny tin foil hat. Blocks death rays and heat rays and Martian transmission. Blocks any order that calls for submission. It blocks lasers and tasers. Chinese brain hackers. Don't look at me as if I've gone crackers. One thing can save us, won't let them enslave us. A shiny tin foil hat. Blocking every signal, a fancy metal wig, no, a shiny tin foil hat. A shiny tin foil hat, you need a shiny tin foil hat. And if someone asks you, what is that? You say a shiny tin foil hat. It's a shiny tin foil hat. A shiny tin foil hat. Making the internet absolutely ridiculous. Dementia Radio. www.dementiaradio.org. Port 8027. Please hang up and try again. This is the part where there's feedback. 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 You know that segment of the show we do about now? Feedback. Feedback. <laughs> feedback. Feedback. Wacky Ben wrote, Devo, you beat me to making the Tuesday song is not yet posted jingle because I was going to help out and make it for you. But other things kept delaying me from doing so, and I have a f- failing brain since 2015 or longer. See? Can't remember. At least you finally got it running again. Yeah, I was glad I finally got that but got that done. And Eclectic Lee wrote, A Fump newsletter and Fumpcast correction. The band playing December 2nd in Winthrop Harbor, Illinois, is the first rule, not the Consortium of Genius. The link in the newsletter is correct, but the text is not. 
The editor apologizes for the misinformation. The editor also would like to inform Dr. Pinkerton that if he atomizes me over this, I'm not sure there's anyone else to take up the task of posting tour dates for the FUMP. Thank you, Lee. And you are correct. So I, th I think your I think your life and your job are safe, even from Dr. Pinkerton. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for feedback. Teasing. He's a teasing kind of guy. Now you have a job. Yeah. Tomorrow's song is by TV's Kyle. What? <laughs> and Luke gets to hear it. Tuesday song is not yet posted. Yep, Tuesday song is not yet posted, so we'll we'll okay. see what happens with that. And this week's Spotify playlist topic is Christmas. Whee! We're going to be doing Christmas right up through the end, uh, through through the end of the world probably, because there's enough Christmas songs. All right, um, Steve Goody is at stevegoody.com. I don't even know where Adam Adam's website is. Let's go to the Fump and find out really quick. To do, to do live thumping. I am looking at the phone. I think it's adambomb.com. Um, adambomb.bandcamp.com. B A U M bomb. All right. Let's get out of here. All right. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. I'm Devo Spice. I'm Luke Ski. Yeah. Steve is doing a show somewhere else. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. You can listen live every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific at DementiaRadio.org and join us in the chat or subscribe to the podcast feed. Look us up on iTunes and be sure to leave us a review. Feedback for the show can be sent to info at thefump.com. The Funny Music Podcast is a production of Fidem Interactive, LLC, released under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Shout it to random people on the street. And be sure to visit thefump.com for the latest funny songs. Tune in next week where you'll hear Luke Ski say... Remember that summer when we died under a table? <laughs>